Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello. How are you doing? I hope you're well. As I always say, um, it's here we are recording another edition um, the world is still weird isn't it it's still happening out there I don't know what's going on uh, but while I've got your ears before we get into this week's uh, episode what I'd like you to do is have a listen for a minute to uh, subscribers I've learned this this week uh, subscribers is where it's all that's what it's all about the subscribers and all I need you to do is click on the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast and then that's that's it it doesn't cost you anything uh, it's not like a U2 album that will just appear on your phone and you can't get rid of it's literally just you just press the button subscribe and then that way uh, advertisers will say oh they've got that amount of uh, subscribers let's get behind this podcast I know it's a, it's a thing I don't really like to ask about these things but if you could do that for me and spread the word and tell the people that would be fantastic so here we are again another edition this week i'm joined by my, my mate actually a mate he's called garrett millerick he's a fellow comedian and a very good friend of mine uh and we'd been talking about him coming onto the podcast for a long time uh but he was a little bit cagey he was a little bit like well i don't really know and he's but really it was eating him alive that he wasn't on so we got him on and uh it was an, it was a blast he's a he's a we really you really covered a lot of ground with this one, and I really got to know got to know him a bit more than than, than I thought I would. He's a he's a really lovely lad, anyway, and this re- we really got into it. Um, at the beginning of this, it's it's because we're mates. There'll be a bit of that. There's a bit of us two just taking the piss out of each other, as as men are, uh, as men do. You know what men are like. Uh, so there's a bit of that. Um, so I do call him a fat piece of shit early on uh, but you'll see why as we get into the episode there's also uh, Jade Adams again makes an appearance frying some chicken um, yeah uh, Jade uh, just likes to uh, whenever I start recording uh, she likes to just like get on with things so she'll fry chicken or she'll angle grind a car in half or she'll start a she doesn't keep quiet on this one as well it's worth mentioning she does uh, she does oh, chipping yeah, yeah, quite yeah. a bit oh does she oh. chip in as well yeah yeah, right. yeah. Uh, yeah she does chip in actually she likes to chip in that's the thing because even though she's like oh I just like it that you're doing your thing she likes to get in on it as well she knows this is cool um, and to also this was recorded back in July so uh, so uh, yeah things were still a bit different back then we were still uh, more it was more the lockdown thing was still around and we were doing that well we were coming out of it back then it was lockdown part one back then wasn't it it was lockdown part one wasn't it and now it looks like we're probably going back to it do you know what I can't keep up it's like 
I don't know. I've got gigs coming up, and now they're saying, yeah, you can do them, but you can't hang around in groups more than six. And uh, just, uh, do you know what? Just do what you can. Wear your masks. Don't lick each other. Uh, keep in your pods, and don't, don't, just don't, just don't. All right. I don't really know. There's no advice here. I I'm just as lost as you lot are. But this is a great episode. I really wanted Garrett to come on for a long time. Uh, there's some really great stuff. We had a really good chat. He's a really nice guy. So let's stop me waffling as I always do and get him on. Garrett Millerick coming up in just a sec. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It was a nice background noise, wasn't it? Yeah, nice. yeah. Uh, chicken, chicken frying. How long was it just... in the oven for? Oh, well, don't know. Maybe just run a, we'll run a tap. Yeah, well, I mean, it can't, can't be long. For an hour. hour. 20 minutes, that's going to come out, isn't it? And then we're going to hear all about... <laughs> yeah, give me all the, all the crashing and the banging and the, the pots and the pans. Swearing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the alarm will definitely go off as well. Oh, yeah. Because the, the oven needs a clean. <laughs> so that'll happen. Anyway, are we good? Beautiful. I'm uh, recording on everything, so. Uh, oh yeah. no! I've just pressed the wrong button on my f- wait. Don't do that. Don't do God's that. God's sake, Rich. Because <laughs> it popped up. Do you want to? Do you want to upgrade? Update? And I went. Ah oh, no! Later, later. And I pressed, and it <laughs> nearly did it. No, now you helmet. Um, no, here we are. Right, we're going. This is Great. it. Here we are. And you'll be you'll be pleased to know I haven't yeah. found my Fitbit yet. <laughs> but it's coming your way, you fat piece of shit. Well, you got you got to save that for the for the chat. I'll reveal to your to your listeners the the abuse that you put me through. <laughs> we're definitely this, recording. This definitely is it, mate. Recording. This is it. This is it. There's well, no we're doing we're doing this the podcast. Is it, mate. The chicken has finished cooking. We're actually yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. We podcast. pride ourselves on our sloppy intros. We pride oh, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we just we just we just kind of <laughs> slime into it. We don't really yeah, there's no big intro, we just get on with it. So this is gonna open with me calling you a fat piece of shit. And I That's got in, someone messaged me. <laughs> 
It was your idea. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So you just like you start, you love it. I think you're you're a bit of a masochist and you like you like the, you like a fat Cockney dude shouting shouting horrible things it's, it's, horrible things at you. It's the only thing that's going to motivate me, Rich. I mean, I don't. I haven't spoken to you in a couple of weeks. I got um, uh, I got gout. <laughs> mate i've heard about people putting on some timber but they haven't actually they haven't actually really wounded themselves mate yeah yeah i got the disease of a, of a 17th century sovereign um <laughs> how is your scurvy <laughs> yeah yeah it's, uh, it's absolutely superb well i thought i was being very clever because i was like well I, I wasn't drinking wine or, or spirits or anything because right. uh, everybody was doing their lockdown day drinking, and I was like, I'll, I'll just drink lager because you know lager's got an inbuilt defence mechanism. Like you know, when you've had twelve pints of lager, you're full. <laughs> um, so I was just, um, I was, I was eating, eating meat, not moving, and, and drinking lager, and then um, I latterly started doing some DIY. And I thought I'd drop something. I woke up the next day, my foot was throbbing, and I was like, oh, I must have dropped a hammer on my foot. And after three, after three days, Sarah was like, "Go to the hospital," because I couldn't walk. So I had to go to the hospital, and um, uh, they were like, "Yes, you, you have developed gout." Oh my god! <laughs> Did they prescribe you some leeches? Uh, no. Uh, well, they said they were like, uh, "Okay, well, you can um, uh, either we can we can get you on this medication, which you have to go on for like the rest of your life." And they're like, "Do you oh. want to Google the name of the medication?" And I didn't look at the side effects. Like, nah, it doesn't sound good. And I was like, what's the other option? They were like, you could stop drinking that much lager in the middle of the day and go vegetarian for a bit. And I was like, I will have option B, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. But, you know, it, I, I love a bit of day drinking, but not every day. That's Even I stopped even I stopped doing that. I just got bored. So I wasn't getting pissed. I like to be pissed. I like to yeah, get a yeah. bit of a buzz on and, like, you know, watching a film, but, you know, you're just a little bit, Wee. but it wasn't that. I was just kind of just, I was literally drinking fizzy brown liquid and staring yeah. out the window. It's boring. Well, I, think that, I think that was the national thing for a bit. I definitely in sort of April, May's time, I think everyone did it for about six to eight weeks and everyone went, oh, you know what? It, this is... Yeah. <laughs> This is it's losing its edge. Yeah. <laughs> but then it got to the point, you're like, what What are we going to do? Like, there wasn't anywhere to go. You couldn't go to the cinema and you couldn't do, you couldn't wander around the shops. So we just ended up, yeah, I mean, because Jay's really up on her cooking and, and absolutely, that's how she relaxes. So I've said this many times on here. So she was making these incredible cocktails and these, in, these, these ginormous feasts. Yeah, you know, Rich, so we know. It was we great. Know, it was so good, mate. Rich, we, fo- we, all, we all follow you on social media. Anyone oh, yeah. who's listening to this podcast has seen hundreds of pictures of I'm you gorging so- yourself on free gin and beautiful <laughs> spreads that Jade's cooked. You're like, oh, yeah, it's a surprise, mate. Yeah, we've actually been having a nice... We know, Rich. You've been, you've been ramming it down the nation's throats for the whole thing. Well, up your game. Get better lives. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, We were just keeping you entertained with our better things. Very, very good of you to, to keep the nation's spirits up. Mm-hmm. Like, like when the Queen waves off her balcony to make us all feel better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel better now. She's, she's said hello. <laughs> so what are you going to do? So you're going to, you, you're veggie for a bit. Yeah, well, I, I just, um, I bought a bicycle. I actually, I got the, I got the, the bounce on Boris there. I was, I was, a, I was a month ahead, which is good because you, you were already struggling to buy men's bicycles six weeks ago when I bought one. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's, there's been a run on them. And obviously all the factories are closed, so 
It's like a lot of bicycle manufacturers saying you're not going to be able to get a, a bike till like 2021. So, um, well, I mean, they can, pres- they can prescribe people bikes if they like, but if there are no bikes, I mean, that's the perennial problem, isn't it? Yeah, well, this is, I mean, that whole thing turning around and saying like one minute yeah go out and go out and eat and support local businesses and then it's like oh by the way you're all too fat and uh you need to work on that as well and you're like hang on a minute mate you're, why why you, why don't i tell you what why don't you tax your mate why don't you get bezos round and get him to just invest a bit in some bicycle factories you fucking helmet <laughs> it's not hard is it why are you picking on us again uh, I mean, that was great about lockdown, wasn't it? Because we all realised that now there is just there is a, a national network of couriers for everything. Because previously, everything. The, the only thing you could get delivered like that until about 10 years ago was pizza and cocaine. <laughs> like famously. <laughs> yeah. F- famously, that was it. And then <laughs> and then everyone else cottoned on. They were like, that's uh, the, these pizzas and drug dealer guys. They've got they've they've got something here. What They're ahead. Just- yeah. Yeah, they're really ahead of the curve. So they, um, so now you can get you can get everything like that. So it's turned everybody into. We're all like um, the hedonism bot from Futurama now. <laughs> but what we want though, what we want though, what we what, what the thing is, we want all this stuff. We want to be able to just think something and it arrives. But then we moan because the shops are all closed down. Like, you know, we want it all. We want it always, don't we? We want to be able to go to the shops when we feel like it, but we want it to be delivered and we want this. Yeah, and it's, you know, we're it, it, Amazon has fucked the high street and yet we're all moaning about where's the high street gone. I mean, come on, there has to be but, a level, I mean, a moment where we go, we need to take some responsibility, surely. Yeah, but I mean, I queued up once on record store day for an hour to, to get a couple of records that I wanted and by the time I was there, they'd completely sold out. So I, and then I just wandered home and ordered them off the internet. I mean, you can't help these people. No. <laughs> yeah. Buy more. Do, <laughs> do more. Um, yeah, it's it, all, I don't you know. say, you're talking very wistfully about shops there. Have you, have you been to one recently? Uh, yeah. They're, They're not horrible. fun. They're yeah. not fun. What, what, anno- what is annoying me is that is if, uh, there's half of us are wearing masks and then there's the other half scoffing at us for wearing masks. There was a woman yesterday, uh, and uh, she just I don't know, and she she was far too close, and she was just looking me up and down. And I went, "You all right?" And she just went, "Masks," and I just went, "Well, you're gonna die." <laughs> and then I walked off. It just you know, a mate, a mate of mine pointed out the big mistake that the government made about the mask situation. It was, it's huge error, particularly uh, I don't know about the rest of the world, but particularly in Britain. They told everyone that the principal reason you wear a mask is to protect other people. And everyone went, ah, fuck it. Yeah, if, they, I know. <laughs> if they just said it's it's purely for you, this is only yeah. for your benefit, people would be wandering around with four of them on being like, look at my mask. But <laughs> we're such a miserable yeah. bunch of selfish tosspots in this country. We're like, other yes. people? Oh, fuck them then. Yeah, I, I fuck went to, other I went people. To, I went to B&Q two weeks ago and I was wearing a mask. About 100 people in there. And um, a friend of mine said I should write a complaint letter to B&Q about this, and I couldn't be asked because I'm lazy. So let let me slagging B&Q off on this podcast be okay. my complaint letter. Let's do it. This this is insane in the men brain podcast. It certainly it's, is, mate. It's it's one of the you know they're going to be they're going to be quaking in their boots. I went in. <laughs> Don't come in here and take the piss. Get on with your fucking letter. I haven't I haven't started yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would happen. You, you, because you keep saying coming on. I'm like, he's not coming on because he wants to. He's going to come on. He's going to take the piss, 
and then he's going to fuck off again with his shitty toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm only I'm only here to spite you and tell your listeners about all of the abusive things you text me. You're online, being like, it's important that men's mental health, while at the same time, text me, yeah, bed, you fat cunt. Um, <laughs> It's got to go somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah I, I told you, these screen grabs, mate, I could end you. <laughs> You're not the only one, mate. Some of the shit I've said to people. <laughs> yeah, so B, I'll go and be and cute. About 100 people in there. I'm the only one wearing a mask. Fine. Um, but I couldn't get anyone to help me. None of the staff would help me because everyone was scared of me because I had a mask on. So I was going, excuse me, where are the light bulbs? And people are backing away from me like I'm a zombie. Really? Thought, yeah, it was insane. That's, but um, the whole point of the, like we've said, the whole point of the mask is to protect others. So, yes. what is going on with people? Like you say, it's all too vague, isn't it? People aren't, they, they, unfortunately, the government needs to be more, you're doing this and you're doing that. And that's what people need. And then they're all. Nice well, police state. That's what you want. That's what that's you want. What yeah. Want. <laughs> Get rid of the government, bring the cops in. <laughs> I don't know, mate. So are you? So you're now on this health kick? Then are you getting healthy? Because yes, I've been. Yeah. I've been. I've been. Yeah, yeah. Let's get down to mental health. Um, Come on, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a minute. Jade's oh. chipping in. Hang on. What? What Garrett said in response to that. In response to what? Being. Are you on this health kick? He's just about to tell me. He hadn't actually said anything. Oh, he had two burgers yesterday. He had two burgers yesterday, did he? Jay tells me two burgers, yeah, mate. That, Not one, that... two. I did have two burgers. <laughs> you come on here and you're ready to rip me to pieces, and then it turns out that you. I wasn't ripping. I wasn't. I wasn't ripping anyone to pieces. I did. I did my first gig uh, the last two days. So Jade and I did did a did a classic road trip to a gig together. Oh, I miss it those was, days. I know. So we stopped for the obligatory uh, McDonald's. But Excellent. I will say that I will. I will. I I had an hour bike ride yesterday. So that's all right. Count counteract. Well, I, I guess I'm spinning my wheels. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure your bike doesn't seize up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what did Jade have? What did Jade have? Uh, she was very good. Uh, she had. Uh, she just had some chips and uh, a Coke Zero. So chips and Coke Zero. All right. Okay. Here we are. All right. I, I, I was about. I was waiting to hear what this 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 this, this long menu you that you'd had. No. All right. Fair enough. How did you feel no, no, after your just... burgers, mate? How did you feel? Uh, I felt great. <laughs> I, felt I knew you. Great. Could. That's the thing, isn't it? I, I I was in. I sat in a wimpy the other day on my own, and I had a half pounder. Like of a chips. man from the past. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a very retro lunch. <laughs> I sat there and I was reading. I was reading a magazine as well. Not even looking at my phone. I was reading Mojo, and I'm eating this half pounder and chips, and it was delightful. <laughs> I had such a lovely time. I walked out and had a parking ticket because I hadn't read the sign properly. But, so that burger cost me 65 quid. <laughs> but you did but you did enjoy it. Um, I had a great time. Totally worth it. Yeah, I, I went back. To, I was going down the gym uh, this week and then... Um, at, yeah, and doing the cycling. So I have been... I've been, I've been more active and um, I've just... I've not been having three deliveries a day. Well done, mate, because last time I was at your house, it was like you lived in a McDonald's burger packaging factory. 
Look, if the wife goes away for a day or two, <laughs> things escalate. You're like Jade. I can see where Jade's been, like where she sat. She's like, the epicentre is clear. And then coming out from that, it's just shit everywhere. And I can see exactly, I go, right, okay, so you went out this time and you came, so you kicked your shoes off there and then your socks came off over there. And uh, and I could just see where she's been. It's amazing. And yours, your, yeah. Well, you know what? I'd like to say you only live once, but there you have to find the balance, don't you? It's all very well having these blowouts, but now mm. we're getting a bit older, as you've found out to your cost. Yeah. Thing, yeah things yeah. start to fall off. Well, gout is like one of those things where you, you, you really, you're like, oh, I skipped diabetes and went straight to gout. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done, that's, me. That's, what a clever chap yeah, yeah. I am. That's, that's very impressive. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. But, oh. but yeah, no, I, I did. So I got on this, like, this uh, doctor-mandated health kick about six weeks ago. Mm. So um going out cycling in the morning and... Uh, and and uh, exercising and, and trying to eat a bit better, and uh, and not 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 drinking all the time, and um, I felt really good. And people were asking me like, oh, you know, is it improving your mental health? And I was like, yeah, I think you know, I genuinely think it is. And then I realised around the same time, I um, I deleted Facebook and Twitter off my phone, and just uh. had uh, I, I just kept Messenger on there so you could keep in touch with people. But um, I would just read, because at the beginning of lockdown, you just look, constant news, constant feeds, constant everything. And it was yeah. like, everything was just getting a bit, like, this many people have died, this has happened, so-and-so's about to go to war with so-and-so, and you're like, oh, my God. And um, so I, I cleared all that off my phone and, and stopped looking at it. I'd look at the news in the morning mm. and then not look at any of that. So I was talking to a mate of mine who was considering buying a bicycle, and I was like, to be honest, I don't know if it was the bicycle or the not looking at Twitter. I would, for oh, yeah. economy's sake, I'd delete the Twitter app off your phone and see how you go with that, because bicycles are quite expensive. <laughs> I, so actually, I've had a couple of days off Twitter, because um, we were doing it, there was a Twitter silence, wasn't there, because of all the anti-Semitic... They hadn't, they hadn't acted I don't, quickly. I don't know, Riley. Oh, he's not on it. <laughs> yeah. So we all had. So we all went. You know what? Let's were some a... people? Were some people fighting? Yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough. Oh my god. Mad, isn't it? I know. I don't know what's happened to the place. Excuse me a minute, Garrett. One second. Yeah. Jade, what? what are you doing? Sorry. Thank you, my love. She's chatting away like she's like nothing's happening. Doing me work. Um, did that sound really aggressive? It probably did. It did, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> I was, it's, I was doing it playfully, but she can't see my face, and neither can the listeners. So it just sounds like I'm just shouting abuse across the flat. Oh God! Um, For the benefit I think of the listener, would you please go immediately and have a look at a high-resolution publicity shot of Rich Wilson smiling? <laughs> ah. Oh God! <laughs> but yeah, I've been off Twitter for a few days, and it's been bliss. That's it's great, been isn't it? Bliss. I don't need to get my news from there. If I need, I, I'm kind of aware that everything's fucked. So until it's becoming less fucked, I don't really have to look. No, um, yeah, and you can you can go on like you can go on a news website. The BBC have got this news website, and you can go on, and it's it's, it's pretty good. And they they lay out like facts. And it's written by professionals, and there's very little hyperbole in it. Um, well, no, I'll, I'll be checking that out. Then yeah, send, me yeah. a, send me a link so I'll I can find it. Stick, stick it in the show notes. <laughs> but you um, have got mm. to get fit because mm. you have some news, mate, don't you? 
I, I, yes, I do have some news. We, we yes. are. Yes. This, this was this was one of the other things that we were chasing along. Um, that uh, yes, I found out uh, twelve weeks ago now uh, that uh, I was going to be a dad. Yes. I am so excited for you, mate. Yeah, because what I told you a while ago, and you were like, well, you've got to come on the podcast to discuss that, because the reason I wouldn't have you on before is you can't have a comedian on just moaning about being a comedian. And I was like, that's fair enough. Stop showing people behind the curtain, mate. <laughs> well, I can't have you on, Garrett. You, you'll, you'll tell people I'll call you a fat cunt and just whinge about being a comic. And I'm like, yeah, that's I respect your decision. <laughs> yeah, now you've actually got something to add to the podcast so yeah i mean i had an amazing thing this morning i was due to go on this podcast right so we're talking about men and mental health so i expressed yesterday to a friend of mine that i was concerned about another friend of mine because um you know it's difficult times Mm. he's having a it's in a very stressful uh position so this other friend called him up this morning to tell him that i was concerned about him and it it all kicked off so the three of us were having a massive row this morning about, and he's like going, look, if you're concerned about me, don't you dare tell anyone that you're concerned about me. It's embarrassing. And then we had a fight for like two and a half hours. Shit. And then, and um, it's all fine now. It's all sorted now, you know, good, good bloke mm. stuff. And they said, um, I said, they were like, right, let's let's have a game of poker. I said, I can't have a game of poker. And they said, why not? I said, I've got to go on Rich Wilson's, Wilson's podcast to discuss how men are rubbish at talking about their feelings and they went you're not going to talk about this and i said i, I sort of have to don't i i mean it's it's a case uh, in point really yeah yeah <laughs> that's the thing isn't it we talk everyone's like we are myself included we're all talking about opening up and it's good to talk and it's this and that but sometimes it's i had it i had it um a few days ago with uh, uh someone a mutual friend of ours and we had a massive ding dong because yeah, I I tried to help and it went it went south very quickly. Well, I think because of lockdown, everybody is super punchy, and and also at the same time super sensitive. So it's the worst possible combination for all trying yeah. to come together to talk about things because everyone's like everyone's on on guard and alert. Yeah, but also very but also fantastically tactless because we've spoken to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. Yeah. There's been a few times I've spoken, I have spoken to some real people and they've yeah. genuinely looked like, looked to me like I've said, do you mind if I just sit on your kid for a minute? They've just yeah. like, and I'm like, oh gee, yeah, I've, I've forgotten how to talk to actual people. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. Well, that's another thing with, with the, um, the Twitter and whatnot, isn't it? Because we're just everyone's behind keyboard going, come on then, yeah. and then, and that's it. That's, that's the broadest amount of communication you've had with other human beings. And you step outside your house and you go, oh, people are actually quite reasonable. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. You forget, don't you? You just think, well, because we judge it. We I, we judge everything by Twitter. So we're like, oh, I've said this to a mate. I said, oh God, the world is just going bananas. And and he said, what do you mean? I went, oh, it's, we've got to do this. We've got out all the sex offenders, and we've got to do this. We've got to do that. And he went, what are you talking about? And he just yeah. works. He works for Bank of America. He has no idea. Yeah, it's amazing. About this. It's, yeah. it's absolutely amazing. Like normal people have got things. You, you're going on and going. There's terrible things that happen today, and this person is having this person, and, and they're having a fight. And you know, what do you think about mm. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? And they're like, mate, I've been at work. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been trying to keep a roof over my head for four months. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? I was like, I'm playing an online computer game based on fighting. <laughs> um, 
and I've, <laughs> I've completely misunderstood. Uh, I thought it was it's, I thought it was to do with real life, but it's not. It's just, <laughs> it's just twats in a hellscape fighting. <laughs> it's probably only it. To, probably a good time to tell your listeners to follow you on. Oh, that'd be at the end. They, yeah, that would be. End. I don't even know if many if there are many listeners on Twitter. I think there's a lot of we've got a lot of Facebook. Um, yeah. I don't know about an, an, an Instagram, but I don't know if because it's TikTok. Because, have you got, have you got I don't. <laughs> I feel like an absolute paedophile just having a thing on there. Yeah. I did it. We did it with lockdown because obviously, and then Jade, it just went mad for Jade and she got millions of people watching all yeah. of her videos. She's like, you've got to get on TikTok. And I'm just, I'm not that, I'm not a TikTok person. I'm a middle-aged man, for God's yeah. sake. It's not for me. What am I doing? No. You know, and it's, it's not, you're not I imagine you on there, for fuck's sake. You and me going on TikTok, would be exactly the same as us rocking up at the skate park with baseball cats backwards and be like, hey, guys, want to do a kick flip? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, well, this is gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's not yeah, for it's, us, it's, man. It's not it's, for it's, us. It's not, it's not. And I'm, I'm comforted by that. I think yeah. it's good. I think it's good. You get, yeah, you get to... It's like people... I hear people of our age talk about the youth and how they speak and, and you're like, oh, that sounds ridiculous. Cause, yeah, it's supposed to. You're not supposed to get it. You're not supposed to understand that. And you're certainly not supposed to join in. So pack it in. Yeah, you know, you're supposed yeah. to shake your fist in the air and go, I know your dad, and run away. You know. <laughs> you go, I don't even know my dad. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's your, that's your role. It, I think there's, there's the points in your life where you, you get to that and you either you fight it. Like I was having a conversation with um, uh, our mutual friend Gordon Southern at a bar in, in Australia when we were doing a festival. And we were both talking about house prices in Essex because we both owned homes in Essex. And at one point he just looked at me and said, are we two middle-aged men talking about house prices at a bar? And I said, Gordon, the people we're with, they're over there having a conversation about Tinder. I was like, do you know anything about Tinder? And he was like, no. Yeah. So neither do I. And I find the whole thing exhausting to listen to. So yeah. should we just admit that we are middle-aged men with mortgages and carry on having this conversation because we've got nothing to add to that one. And he was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. You've got to know your place and be fine with it. You've had, yeah. your, you know, it's not like, it's not like, it's you not, know, life isn't over just because you're not running around in some shitty nightclub that you didn't even like going to in the first place. It's just yeah. different now. There are other ways that you'll find to enjoy yourself, you know? Um, it will come at a cost. You might lose a toe, as you have. But. <laughs> It's just, it's what happens. Life happens. Lose, lose, lose a toe, gain a bicycle. <laughs> it's the name of your sex tape. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a wonderful, there's a wonderful uh, thing about having a bicycle, Rich. Is if you go out on a bicycle at 7.30 in the morning, you will just pass scores and scores of people who look like us who oh, have come to the, have come to the same conclusion and you give each other a nice little nod. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a, I've started doing this couch to 5k and right. I, was run, I was running around the other day. I've been staying in, uh, at Paul Sweeney's in West Ham. And I'm yeah. running around the canals there. And there was a fellow with a personal trainer. And he just looked at me. And honestly, his eyes said, help me. I'm sure they did. <laughs> it's just him <laughs> and this personal trainer underneath this bridge by this canal. And I'm like, oh, God, what is wrong with us? It's just, it's just, we can't, we, we've, we've done this to ourselves, haven't we? You know, we, if we'd have been a bit more sensible, we wouldn't have to drag our our turdy bodies around canals you know what i mean it, well there was, there was everything of, in moderation every, you know, there's a lot of people complaining the other day about the, the you know the government um having a go at, at people of our girth and 
I couldn't understand what the what the what the issue was because I've been through this once before with smoking. Like, mm. yeah, it's fair enough. I'll go and do it outside. And they're like, you should lose some weight, or you, you know, the obesity crisis is going to start crushing all the hospitals fairly soon. And you're like, yeah, I read that a while ago. Like, I, I'm basically in a <laughs> in a health condition where if a doctor tells me anything's wrong with me, I have to just I have to just nod and be like, yeah, that was my fault. Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, fair cop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I know I smoked all that. Yeah, that was that was definitely me. I oh, know I I ate that. Yeah, no, there was warnings on the boxes. Yeah, I, I but um, yeah, but you know, not not take to social media and be like, it's fine. And you go, no, it's fun, but it's not fine, is it? <laughs> it's all. I got I got uh, I got a message from uh, Sarah Asbury who's right. listening to this I imagine and thank you for your message Sarah it did make me laugh because I I put on the video I said this is the th- this is the the first day of me not being a fat piece of shit yeah. and she said you don't be so hard on yourself got to change your language and I was half joking I don't really think I'm a fat piece of shit but you know and I'm like look it's, I get it I get it but there has to be you, you got to still have some fun you know I, I you still got to, I want to lose a bit of weight but I can still call yeah. myself a fat piece of shit jokingly yeah, yeah absolutely and, uh, but I know, and I know she didn't mean any offence she was being lovely and thank you Sarah I appreciate that but yeah, I am, you know. But, but he is a fat piece of shit. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> but so how did you? So have you has this been? Has you sorted this out with your mate then today? Is, is that been now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was basically it, it was a classic lad fight. Um, but everybody was upset, and then realised at the end of the day, everyone was upset about the fact that as a as a as a group of people in in a triangle, we had all mutually expressed concern. You're arguing over the same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were just concerned about our mates, and what it ended up was a conversation checking that we, we were all all right, but we had to have a fight to get into it. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes men do men do get very defensive when you if you I don't know. It's a funny one. Like I said the other day, when I had a ding dong with someone, and I started off is you know like look mate you know this, whatever's gone on i get it and blah, blah 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 and then he started saying some fucking mad shit and then i'm like dude don't don't do that don't escalate this yeah, i'm yeah. trying to help i'm trying to help and then he just and then it went over the edge and i and i lost my temper i'm not i'm not proud of myself because like you say we've all been hemmed in for god knows yeah. how long so we it, it as much as you try and keep the lid on, there's going to be a hole in your canister somewhere. We're all trying to, we're all trying to, we're all trying to feel something, Rich. So we're coming out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> because we're so frustrated, I think that's what it is as well. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. One minute, this, you know, everything's everything. The world has ended, mm. and then the next minute, they're going, oh yeah, but you can, you can go and do this, but you can't do that, and you can't do that, but you can do this, and. And it's just frustrating, isn't it? And then, you know, I see all the kids out the outside out here, and we live in Lee, and it's on the yeah. all the kids come down, and then they're all fighting and and stabbing each other, and God knows what. And you're like, fucking hell! Like, if they're what? doing that at the moment, Rich, you really should call the authorities. <laughs> not do it now. We yeah, had, oh, that's what happened though. There was a <laughs> massive kickoff. I'm on the phone to the old Bill, going, "You got to come down here," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm that dude now." I'm the guy that's not even gone over the road to tell him to pipe down. I've stayed in my flat and I'm oh, ringing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy ringing from inside his house. Oh, it's I so think, good. The first time you make your first official noise complaint to the council, it's just <laughs> the most liberating thing. <laughs> Excuse me, some people are having a party. And... 
Oh, you just have to accept it, as we already said. That's where yeah. you're at. That's where that's yeah, you yeah. now. Yeah. I'm putting up, I don't go to fireworks parties. I put up posts about how they affect dogs. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, moaning at your neighbours for not clapping loud enough for the NHS. Yeah, did you do yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I did it. I did it once, and then I kept forgetting, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." Um, <laughs> There's a charter somewhere with your name on it, going. He didn't clap on these days. Yeah, I've never said anything to my neighbours. I'm not that sort of person. So, are you not? You never. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know them? No, no, and and to be because I've got a weird job. They probably think I'm a very strange sort of person, you know. I sort of leave at five o'clock and I come back at two a.m. and then I stand in the garden smoking cigarettes till three. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say you're a, you're not? Are you a people person, Garrett? All jokes aside, I know we I know I take the piss, but do you like people? I mean, some people, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a very much, you've got to judge it on a case-by-case -case basis, haven't you? Because a lot of people are awful. <laughs> yes, you're yeah. very right, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm very, um, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm either one thing or the other. I, I need a huge amount of solitude to maintain an even keel. Um, but then I also require social input. But I can't, those, I need those as two extremes. I can't stand the middle ground between those two things. No, so you, you, and it's all on your terms. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. So I want to be on my own when I want to be on my own, and when I want to be around people, I will summon you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go and I'll go and find some people. You go um, find some people. I don't I don't want them in my space. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to their space and I'll yeah yeah and I'll yeah I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, yeah I'll ruin that for a bit and then I'll come I'll come back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the idea. Um, no, it's good. I mean, I, yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a uh, I'm a pub person. You know, I like I like a, a nice a pub chat as you and I have had on on many of an occasion. many occasions. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not that comfortable in a crowd to be honest. No. How are you feeling about the impending fatherhood? I mean, it's such a journey, well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. To this point. Well, let's get let's get into that. Let's do it. Um, mate. Let's do it. Start do asking it. me the serious searching questions. <laughs> well, all I've done is take the piss, and I don't know if I'm going to lose going to lose listeners now. They go, "He's not who we thought he was." <laughs> oh God! No, you're exactly who they thought you were. Yeah, <laughs> fat piece of shit. <laughs> a, a love a lovable rogue. That's it. Um, yeah, yeah, someone once called me a lovable wanker, and I, to this day, I'm not sure if that was good. <laughs> Oh yeah, know. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it, it depends who said it and how, but I, I'd, I'd chalk it up as a win if I was you. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling? How are you feeling about it? Because this is, like we said, this is. It's been a journey to get here. Yes, yes, it has been a journey yeah. to, to get here. Um, so, yeah, I guess we've got to do some uh, some background if we're going to start talking about because you and I are talking about it because obviously we we, you know, you were you were there at the time we went through it. Um, yes. So yeah, we we this is our our second uh, pregnancy, and the first one two years ago ended uh, ended very badly uh, twice. Mm. So it kicked. Uh, it started off. We we thought we'd had a, a miscarriage, and that um, uh, you know we kind of went away and, and dealt with that. And Sarah was just getting back to work, and uh, I was just gigging again. And then um, a couple of weeks later, like Sarah went out for the night, and then she she collapsed 
and had to be rushed to hospital. We had this horrific situation. The hospital went on for a few hours, and, and eventually it had turned out that she hadn't had a miscarriage. She had an ectopic pregnancy, which had been missed. And then, uh, yeah, and it had it had ruptured, which is uh, an ectopic. Ectopic is in the it's when it's in the tubes, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's in it's yeah. in the fallopian tubes. So, um, so yeah, it just unfortunately in the first round it it got missed, and. Uh, and so we got quite far along and, and ruptured, and then it was it was all it was all very serious there for a bit, um, and uh, yeah, then we had to we had to we had to get over that, and uh, yeah, so we've been we've been trying again for about six months. It was quite a, a surprise, really, in um, in lockdown to get the news because it's one of those mm. things you know you sort of you carry on the plan and everything, and then it happens and you go. Oh, this is fantastic! This is this is what we've always wanted, and you go, ah, it's a very mm. bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you go. It's a sort of a rotten time to be unemployed. Um, yeah, but did you start? And did you start mm. worrying about what had gone before? And like, yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. We um, the first the first uh, six weeks of it were a kind of roller coaster. Mm. Um, because also, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep. I'm very stressed about it, but I was trying to keep that away from Sarah, and you know, do my job. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, keep keep her calm. So it was. Um, so I had to, you know. Yeah, it was, it was funny so, when the when the when all the when it when the the other stuff happened, and mm. it was funny because you want to you want to reach out and say, "Are you all right?" But. <clears throat> it's a ridiculous question because obviously you're not all right, you know. Yeah. And w- what else do you say? It's a weird one. Well, it was an interesting one because I, I, we were going to the Edinburgh Festival, um, sort of immediately afterwards, and I ended up doing a show about it. Well, not really mm, about it. I yeah. did. I did a show where I did sort of forty-five minutes of what I had, and then I told the story about why I couldn't finish the show. And for what it was worth, explained how laughter was important to me and Sarah for getting through that. Mm. And I didn't have time really to. That was just a. It was either cancel it or do that. And I didn't have time to kind of process it all. No. I was like, right. I'll just. I'll just do this. I'll just do this thing. So we both kind of had this thing to focus on, and that was really. That was really useful. But it was because it was so fresh. Um, a friend of Sarah's is a is a clinical psychologist, and she gave me a bunch of exercises to do. Oh, really? Um, yeah, like in and around the show, um, sort of. Because I, I I cleared the decks. I didn't do any extra shows, and I made sure I kind of had an hour or two beforehand. I could just go to the park and chill out, and then mm. go and get my headspace right to do it and and to tell the story. But it was kind of interesting. The idea of kind of reliving it for twenty five nights in a row. Straight away as well. Straight yeah. away, straight away. And, um, you know, Hannah said, look, there are a couple of things that you can do to kind of take you, like, mentally out of that space afterwards to kind of decompress. And it was really good of her to do that. But as it happened, I didn't end up needing any of that because, oh, really? yeah, I'd done in the middle of uh, July, uh, Deborah Francis White is a mate of mine. She does the Guilty Feminist podcast. Yeah, yeah excellent. She, she asked me to come on there and to talk about the show, and I did. And as a result of that, um, a huge number of people came down who had experienced 
stuff like that. Mm. Uh, uh, men and women, and not just miscarriages and things. So there was a guy who came down whose whose brother had committed suicide just two months before. Oh shit! And his family had found the same thing that that laughter <clears throat> was the thing that kind of got them through. So you had these people who who'd heard about it and who had had experiences of using laughter and, and humour and things to get themselves through those periods in their life. And they came down to see the show and, and were really generous about talking to me afterwards. So I ended up kind of after every show, I had this great kind of decompression where I would talk to people about about their experiences and what happened to them mm. and, you know, how humour was important for them to get through and stuff. So it ended up being just the most cathartic thing yeah, um, it's incredible, and it because it was such a bad experience that you'd been through. I mean, you know, yes. you, nearly, you nearly lost Sarah, and yeah, which was uh, when I know when you were telling me it was just I, I can't imagine what you must have been going through, and being a, a you know not for want of a better phrase like a real man, yeah, didn't, I don't think you really knew how to process those feelings because I know no. I would if it, if I'd have been in that position I would have been the same I would have been all sort of locked in, being a way that I think I'm supposed to behave versus how I want to behave, you know? Well, you know you know what? There, there, there are kind of schools of thought on that, right? So there was a... I'll tell you a story. You know, you might agree with this, you might disagree with it, but I will say it was the most helpful thing that anyone has ever said to me. Mm. Um, so in the middle of it, I was, I was talking to my mum, and she's a very, you know, she's very old school, Mm. And I was talking to her and uh, about what happened. And Sarah had come home from the hospital at that point. And I was just sort of going to pieces talking to her on the phone. Mm. And she said, um, she said to me, where is your wife? And I said, uh, she's upstairs. And she said to me, you can do this, but you can't do it now because you've got a job to do. You're a man and you're a husband and your wife needs you. So you need to park this and go and do your job. And you can do this later, but you can't do it now because somebody needs you. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I was like, that was the single most helpful thing that anyone said to me because it was it was like, you've got a, you've got a role and you've got a job to do mm. and you have kind of sense of purpose and you're like, right, okay. Yeah, good. That, you know. That's you what you need, yeah. Yeah, and it was a really good, it was a fantastic bit of parenting really, you know, just kind of a, yeah, loads you know, of time. Know, there is, yeah. There's a time and a place, and it's very unfashionable yeah. to tell people to pull themselves together. But actually, it it was entirely appropriate. And um, mm. well, you like you say, Sarah needed you and needed you to for both of you to mm -hmm. to to support you both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was, yeah, that was good. And then sort of get through that, get get for her to get well, and then we were just faced. It was very lucky, really, kind of faced with this thing of being like. Oh shit! What are we going to do about this show that's booked? And the fact that it was so close and there's such a huge amount of money riding on it, mm. there wasn't really an option. So there wasn't an option of what to what to do. So it just became a focus. And then yeah, was, yeah it did you a favour? Yeah, I I honestly thought that it, I was like right, okay. Well, in September, I'm going to have to. I'm really going to have to deal with this. Mm. And um, and I didn't because I, I'd sort of realised that I dealt with it through talking about it, like through the process of performing a show about it and then discussing it with people afterwards and people sharing their experience and stuff. I'd kind of, I'd sort of had, uh, you, I guess, 
you could say like therapy via the back door you know <laughs> so if you'd said to me if you'd said to me right go and talk to somebody about this i'd have gone that was fucking stupid um yeah. but i guess you know through through a, a set of mechanisms that i understood i sort of I, I did that myself, you know, I kind of went the long way around, mm. but I did, I did ultimately after, after doing that, I had spoken to scores and scores of people who were telling me their experience. And even now, cause the, the show got released as, um, the show's been released as an album. So I, I still get people contacting me about it. A friend of mine, a really good friend of mine from university who I'd lost touch with, he got in touch to say that exactly the same thing had happened to him and his wife like four years ago and we ended up having a chat about it. So it's kind of one of those things that it just keeps... Yeah, there is uh, that. There is, yeah, go on. Yeah, it just keeps kind of giving like that. Into, so, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, one of the things that I did think, as you're saying, like dealing with it there... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I came round to do it again. Like, I, I put it down and I didn't perform it for six months, and then I had to do it at uh, Soho and mm. Leicester. And I did it at Leicester for the first night, and I'd, I'd kind of forgotten like the effect that it had on me until after exactly you know same thing happened. This couple came up, and the same thing had happened to them the week before. And they oh, come, wow. they didn't, they hadn't heard about the show. They saw it by accident, like they. Yeah, right. they just took, they, they were in the pub and they took they took a flyer on it and and came to see it, and it just so happened. So I ended up having a an amazing conversation with them. That's amazing. And that's the, that's why it's it's important. It is important to to reach out and you don't necessarily. Like I say all the time, get therapy if you can. Go and talk yeah. to someone. But then again, you can find your own way. Like you have, you found a way of yeah. dealing with things that you didn't have to sit in a leather chair. You could you found a way of getting it out of your system and then and people then found, used your show that was their way of coping with things which is incredible mm. absolutely incredible yeah i i mean i'd stop short of saying my show was i don't, I don't want to kind of elevate it to this point where it was just like yeah it was very important for other people but i, I no it gave it, it, it certainly for, for them it gave them like the opportunity to to share stories with me which i'm very grateful mm to to them for doing but it certainly got to a point when i when i finished that like agents and things were like well because we were going to record it for this album and they were going oh we're gonna maybe do it in july we'll do it in august and i just had to say at a point where there was one date left and i said you have to do the deal with the record company and it has to be recorded on that date and they're like right i was like because i don't want to do it anymore there has to come a point for for me and for sarah and everything we go right that was good. Yeah. Like that dealt with that, but I have to put that down and move on with my life because you can't yeah. you can't keep reliving these things or going over, you know. No. Did it help uh, Sarah as well? Um, yeah, I think it did. I mean, she she worked on it uh, with me, mm. and I think for her as well, she was kind of it it was it was really good for her to see the 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 reaction it got i mean i don't you know it's not my place to speak for her but i think no. um uh yeah i i think she did i mean i th i think it really it, it did help i mean it helped both of us to have a have a focus and it also helped that there was something broadly positive that came out of it yeah um and that's certainly what i think our experience as a couple has been um in terms of what her you'd have to ask her what her yeah uh, her personal experience of it was but um 
but yeah, I think it was it was very positive, and it, it, in the immediate aftermath, it gave us something to focus on, you know. Mm. And I'd like I, I've had conversations with people recently because there were <clears throat> there was a, an article in the Evening Standard, and they were like, "What?" Uh, explaining why comedy is important, and there were a few mm. stories, and I had one. There's a there's a couple, uh, Mark and his lovely wife, that came and saw me in Edinburgh just by chance. They just came and saw us, mm. and. Uh, and he said afterwards, he said they uh, they they'd lost their son not so long ago, mm. and he said he goes it's the first time I've seen my wife laugh since since that time, and you're like fuck, you know mm. there's we we sometimes think that what we do is uh, it's just us dicking around, yeah, but what we give is relief from what because the world is fucked it's a bit it's not this it's we you know we're told to live a certain way and be a certain way but i always find it fascinating i always find it fascinating that comedians have this kind of there are certain type of people they're like yeah revolution and you know we can affect political change well revolutions only come out of situations of of total desperation i mean if Mm. you read uh george orwell's on the road to wigan pier um there's a bit, you know, somebody might talk and go, he's wrong about that because it's been 20 years since I read it. But I, it's, <laughs> they're sort of talking about why fascism didn't take off in, in Britain in the 1930s like it did in, in Spain and Italy and Germany. Um, because, the, the, you know, the, the social situations were there for it too. Mm. Um and Orwell put, puts it down at a certain point to the availability of luxuries in Britain. Like you could, you could go to the pictures, or you could pawn your suit and get fish and chips. Every and this kind of availability of of, of entertainment yeah. and music hall and, and luxuries, this release valve was yeah. able would just meant that it didn't build up into this huge like pressure cooker thing. So I always think it's very funny when comedians are like, yeah, we're going to social change and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, shut up then, because we are really the... <laughs> we're, we're the jesters. The, we're, we're the release valve here. We are yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be... We're easing the pressure off, which is a good thing. Uh, I don't know why you want things to boil over into... <laughs> no, you don't really, I know. Yeah, absolutely, desperation and, and chaos. But but yeah, we, we do we do provide a... Um, again, I look, I, you know, I, I don't want to get into... Uh, we could sit here, uh, you know, hmm. bigging each other up about how important what we do is. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd say that we probably will when we've turned the microphones off, but it's not really fair on the listeners <laughs> to, to ask them to sit through. Imagine. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> two, broadly speaking, unemployed men talking about the important contribution they make to society. Um, <laughs> was, it, was it you that said about revolution? I hmm. think... I. Was it you? It's about, oh, what we need is a revolution. And you're like, no, you don't, because this is what happens when, an a- when yeah. you have an actual revolution. <laughs> yeah, people, people, yeah. This, this sort of romantic, people are like, yeah, revolution. It's like, if you look into it, um, mm. generally what happens after revolutions is a lot of death, usually a bit of genocide, and, um, and, and bad things, and then, yeah. and then things settle down decades afterwards. Yeah, yeah decades, are, that's the key point, isn't it? It's yeah, not overnight. Yeah. It's not overnight, and it's generally a miserable thing for you know. It's I, I tend to I tend to think people who are kind of keen on that kind of thing are the people who would be least affected by it. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like well, Red Richardson said it on his episode of this. He said, yeah, yeah. you know, um, Russell Brand wanging on about starting a revolution. He goes, yeah, yours will be the first fucking house they go to, <laughs> Russell Brand. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah also, yeah. he doesn't know what it means. Like I find, it's, no. I found that so odd. He's like, yeah, it's my new book, Revolution. You're like, do you know what a revolution is? 
<laughs> he's it's got like, an idea there's been a film he's, that he's seen he's been, yeah he's like, i heard john lennon say it once it's because it's sometimes attached to sort of nice things like um you know it's tech revolution but then if you look into that and goes what's that tech revolution oh we all carry around these hate tablets in our pockets we're being spied on all the time and we argue 24 7 on twitter go, oh actually yeah it is quite nasty industrial <laughs> revolution like change things like yeah but you look scratch the surface of that it was fairly miserable for the people involved so yeah generally revolution's absolute nightmare and it's ridiculous that a comedian came out with a book called yeah revolution and red's <laughs> right he would be exactly the sort of prick that they'd burn his house down <laughs> um, i've seen people uh, tweeting stuff about uh, obviously the defund the police uh, campaign is is quite a complicated yes. one, but um, I have seen some people uh, who I know who are like proper middle class people who are tweeting like they just finished a fifteen stretch of bird for a crime they didn't commit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what it actually like, means to defund yeah, the police? Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, defund the police. You're like going, you are a middle class tosspot, and you are the first people that bad men would come and roll all over. <laughs> <laughs> this comes up um, a lot actually, because yeah. it's middle class people that, and uh, no disrespect to there anybody. But you know, uh, sorry, they, they've got just, time. Can, can yeah, I, I know you're middle just, class. You can, you know, but I would just like to say maximum disrespect to the middle classes, and I say that. <laughs> oh, because you're upper class. <laughs> no, no, no. I say that as a middle class. I'm, I'm incredibly middle class. I'm, I'm talking to you on my MacBook Pro, uh, and I've, <laughs> I've just had a coffee I made in my own espresso machine. Uh, I, w I work in the arts. I got out of bed at eleven. I'm an absolute nightmare middle class person. You but yeah, we're, we're the worst. Yeah. We're the worst people. Absolute awful. I have that's it. My life on the surface. I mean, I I don't come from a middle class background, but my life. Do you not? Is... You never mention it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mate. I'm part of the I'm the I'm the, the earth that this world was built on. <laughs> <laughs> I can I smell don't... the jelly deals from here. <laughs> it's not real. It's not got sand in it. <laughs> but I do. I wang on about that all the time. But really, my life. No, oh, no, it's very, class. it's very charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to whether work, working class, proper working class people don't have figurines of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was being no, I was being or own like you're a man in your forties who owns like seven hundred pairs of shoes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, it's, that would be a shit Hovis advert. <laughs> <laughs> twenty pairs of Doctor Martins at one twenty yeah. a, a one twenty yeah, yeah. a, a go. Yeah, I know. When I, know. I were a lad, Dad used to put his day glow moon boots on to go kayaking in Lee. Um, <laughs> My dad, when he was a kid, they never bought him. <laughs> My dad is convinced that he invented the platform shoe yeah. because he had a, his dad, instead of buying them new shoes, he would just keep resoling the old ones, but not take the old soles off. So they just have these, these, and he said some bloke looked at them one day and went, they're cool. And then in the 70s, suddenly platform shoes were everywhere. <laughs> but then... Presum the presumably someone owes him some money. This is the fortune. Well, let's find out. Let's find <laughs> out. And God. then the summer would roll around, and instead of buying him sandals or some summer shoes, they would just chop the ends off the shoes so that his toes would poke out. So That's... your dad was... What you're saying is your dad was a hipster? 
<laughs> no gears on his bicycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so he comes around here and there's nothing but shoes. And you can, you can understand why he's fucked off. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, those ones aren't even, you've not even worn those. I go, ah, I'll get to it eventually, Dad. You know, whereas my dad had to walk around with these homemade platform boots with no toes in. Yeah, I know. I should, should, I should uh, know my place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got three pairs of shoes. Your so. clothes are function only. Come on, you're the, you're the, you're a yeah. guy that you don't give a shit about clothing. That there's that old saying that they literally stop you getting arrested when you go outside. How very rude you are. <laughs> you told me, though, you go, I see a shirt I like, so I buy 20 of them. Yeah, yeah I can't stand then... <laughs> shopping. I can't stand shopping. So I go in. Um, I've started buying the same pair of shoe when the shoe wears out. I'll just go. I was like, that one just was Just buy good. another pair. I don't want to put any brain power whatsoever into picking another. I, f I hate shops. I hate shops. I hate the whole experience. Uh, no. So... Yeah, I'll go in. I'll, if I find a shirt that fits, I'll say to the bloke, show me all the shirts you've got in that size, and then I'll buy as many of them as I can afford, and then I won't go shopping for four years. <laughs> Which is really how it should be, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is an extravagant house. This flat is just... Half the stuff here is ridiculous. I, yes. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, yeah. But then... It's like an Oxfam shop that's just like down the road from really? John. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> whenever anyone says to me have you got this i go yeah probably and then yeah. i'll go and look in a trunk and of course i've got a pigeon mask and of course there are eight cat masks and <laughs> angels wings and some other mad shit i'm just fun <laughs> there she is here's jade the queen of fun <laughs> yeah um we are talking about comedians being important before we got onto shoes. We were. We were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what an important bunch of people we are. <laughs> I tell you what though, you're now you're mm. now you're mm. now Sarah's pregnant again. It's mm. exciting. How yes. you how you really how you feeling about it? Are you are you ready to be a dad? Am I ready to be a, I well, I don't know. Mm. I mean, what does it even mean? It seemed to be Oh, you'll find out, mate. Well, this is this is it, isn't it? Um it seems very complicated uh, these days. There seem to be a lot of um, well, uh, wasps' yeah. nests you have to... Uh, no, I, 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 I was just telling you that story. I can't remember if I was telling you the story. I did it on... No, I did it on stage. I was having a conversation with this bloke uh, at a gig, and he, he was telling me... We were on a pint afterwards, and he was telling me he, he's got a teenager. And he said, you know, there's all this sort of difficulty with bullying at school. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, there's always been bullying. And he said, no, 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 it's very different now because they've all got Facebook and iPhones. And I was looking at him going like, what do you mean? And he said, well, all the kids have got iPhones. And I was like, uh, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that. And he was looking, I, it, was, it was like a dog talking to a cat. We had no idea. Like, I don't pay <laughs> any attention to young people. I'm going to have to now. But yeah. I didn't know that they had all this stuff. And he said, yeah, they've all got Facebook accounts and they've all got Twitter and, and all this stuff. So bullying is insane. And he go, yeah, well, of course it is. And I said, because hmm. you, you've given them. And he, he was like, well, you've got to give them an iPhone. And I said, why? And he said, yeah, it's a brilliant tool. And I was like, yeah, it's a tool, isn't it? And what have we known for centuries that you don't give children tools? 
right? <laughs> it's true. And, it's true. And he's. And he said, he was like, oh, no, it's complicated. And I said, it's not complicated. If I showed up at your son's school tomorrow morning and I gave them all hammers, by the end of the day, some of them would be dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know yeah. what like, adults lost, lost their confidence. They go, well, it's, it's brilliant for them to be able to do all these sort of things. Go, it would be absolutely marvellous for a seven-year-old to be able to drive a car, but there's a load of very good reasons we don't allow that to happen. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's true, though. Mean, yeah. yeah. But what will happen so, is... You can either give them a phone and then they, there's a potential for them to be bullied or yeah. don't give them a phone and they will be and bullied. And they'll definitely be bullied, yeah. yeah. No, it's one of those things. It's like the face mask things. You really need the government to step in because no one's going to, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Like there was a point where you had to have, I think the internet's probably getting to that level now where, um, you know, there's a point where you could just drive wherever you like, you know, Mr. Toad doing whatever you like. And then somebody came along and said, you know what, we need, we need a highway code and licenses. Like I was, I think I was talking to Jade about this. Like she was saying, because obviously she's a woman in the, in the public eye. So she gets a huge amount of uh, abuse and death threats. And mm. you hear this stuff from, from friends of yours and you go, God, this is absolutely appalling. And he goes, well, there's nothing you can do about it. You go, yeah, there is. I mean, if you had to have your actual name in a photograph of yourself next to these comments, it's like you can't stand in a Sainsbury's telling people you're going to knife them because the yes. someone will get the authorities. <laughs> if you're on these things, you should have you, sh you should have your face on it. Yeah, that's what it should name. have. Yeah, yeah. It's and then you'd be less likely to be gobbing off. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fine. I think that would just level everything out a bit yeah no i'm not but that's 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 one thing you look at and go oh god i don't know i don't know how to navigate all that stuff as an adult so i have absolutely no idea how to uh, take a child through it oh i was talking to a mate of mine about we were talking about religion and because i was raised catholic because my, mm. my family are irish immigrants and that's you know, my dad's not a particularly big god person and i asked him you know why, why did you raise a catholic and he was like well it's your culture and he said, I thought it was important to raise you with culture because people who have culture are better able to deal with other people who have culture. Oh, Which yeah. I, thought was an yeah. I thought was an interesting take on it. It's like, you know, if you yeah. meet someone with a different culture, you've got something to share and exchange. People who have no culture fear other cultures. <laughs> that's, uh, wow, that's bang on. Yeah. Yeah, so people who, who don't, that have, don't have a, like a sense of themselves fear other people who do. Whereas yes. if you if you have a kind of sense of, of, of your roots and who you are, you're not, you're not scared of other people who do as well, which I thought was a very good justification. That's excellent. For it. Yeah. Um, and then a, a, a friend of mine, um, I think, you know, you can, and then you can take it and leave it. I, I, you know, I left it, my sister left it, but then she decided, uh, my sister did baptize her sons. So even though like she left it early, she didn't get confirmed. She decided at 12, this isn't for me. And my parents were like, Cool, no problem at all. Um, so I thought it was, and she was like, "Yeah, I want to give my kids the same option." But I was talking to a friend of mine. And he was like, "Well, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything to do with uh, the Catholic Church." And I was like, "Why not?" And he was like, "Well, it's a huge, sinister organization, largely staffed by paedophiles." And I was like, "Mate, your kid's got a Facebook account. Calm down." Um, <laughs> yeah, the world's run by paedophiles. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's um, yeah. But you'll find a way. You mm. will. There, yes. I mean, it's a lot more complicated than when I was a dad. I mean, I was a dad in the nineties, and you know, nineties dads. Yeah, far more innocent <laughs> time. 
Yeah. We only had yeah, we had one bar on the fire. We had yeah, it's um it was a it was we only a, had a hundred shoes then. <laughs> <laughs> you were gay if you had more than two pairs of shoes. <laughs> but it was you had to keep it all was the a... Beatles figurines in the wardrobe. <laughs> well that's to have them out. You just look at them in the dark when you're on your own. You're <laughs> you'll find a way. You will figure it out. Instinct will kick in. And you'll yeah. figure it out. You'll be doing things that you didn't even know that you could do. That's what I found. Suddenly, yeah. I'm. I just did it. You just. You just. You just. Well, how was, how was it? How was it for you? Because you, you, you were you were quite young, weren't you? I was, and I wasn't. I was. I was ill prepared at twenty years old. I'd say yeah. that, but I just kind of got on with it. You just did. You just. You just went. All right. I'm a dad now. This other person needs me to not mm. to not fuck this up, and. Even though I was a baby myself, looking back, you kind of... And I made some mistakes, because of course I did. I was only a kid. But you figure it out, and you... And you... And it's... And you'll... you'll yeah, you'll be great. You'll be a great dad. There's... My, my there's, Uncle Paul all, all was telling me... He was, have, he was having an argument with my cousin, and uh, he was a teenager at the time, and he was giving it this, that, and the other thing. And Paul just said to him, he was like, Oi! Calm down. You need to give me a break. You are the only thing I have ever got in my life that did not come with a fucking instruction manual. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. No one tells you that 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 Jade and I have this conversation all the time. It's like once you have a child, that child is your life. There's no like yeah. <clears throat> you know. It's not like oh well, let's go and do something else for a bit. From the moment you wake up to the time you go to bed, that child is all you focus on. All the people mm. you know, they'll have kids, and that's all they talk about. It's going to be that you're going to be a parent, and you mm. and you're going to be amongst other parents. That's yeah. I think where you're. That might be where you might struggle. You'll be great as a dad. Yeah, yeah. It's other it's, it's parents, parents. Other parents yeah. are fucking annoying. Yeah, I've got very little interest in that, which is terrible. I, really, but I, yeah, I can't wait to join you at the school gate. To, to see what happens when you have to stand there with other parents waiting for your child to come out of school. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, didn't, I can't wait. I, did, I didn't react well to. Yeah. <laughs> Jade said you're well. waiting in a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Um, yeah, I, I, didn't do, I didn't do well with, uh, with teachers the first time round. And. Um, no. I've not met many in in my adult life that um, well at all really, so uh, that's that's a concern. Having to yeah talk to teachers that's going to be that's going to be a tough one. I can't wait, but you're excited. <laughs> am I excited on the whole? I, I'm, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's uh, it's uh, as we said, it's been a it's been a long old road. So it was very nice that it happened. Um, mm. Circumstances, as we said, you know, are not ideal. But then, no. Uh, when are they? You would be struggling to find. I mean, I, look, I say circumstances yeah. aren't ideal. Actually, that's just a, a, a fucking stupid, negative way of looking at it. Because the very fact, like during the pregnancy, we've been here together. Like normally, Sarah works nine to five, and I'm on the road, so like I'm away a lot. So yeah. and now, now, like right now, this today, I would be going to Edinburgh for the whole month of August. Yeah, and she would be yeah. down here. She would be down here working in the second trimester of uh, pregnancy, which so you know, of course, yeah, 
another way of looking at it is it's an absolutely brilliant time. It's perfect um, timing. You're going to be there I'm for not, the whole thing. Yeah. But, I, you know, as I say, I was raised uh, as an a, you know, Irish Catholic, so I tend not to look on the bright side of things. <laughs> you feel guilty when you do, yeah. Yeah, it's not naturally yeah. where, the, where the needle rests. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It, it's um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's an absolute uh, header. I mean, this time, I'm going to say, last time I was completely clueless. This is probably, you know, another area we should get into because there's a thing that guys don't know about, and all all women know about it. Guys don't know about it. This thing they call the twelve week secret. That oh yeah, the huge number of pregnancies that end in miscarriage. It's absolutely tragic. The statistics are huge. In the first, in the first twelve weeks, it's very, very dicey. And I think there's this. For guys, we have this attitude to pregnancy. I think that it's very simple, and that and it's not. It's in, it's incredibly complicated, and it, it's very dangerous. And it's it's a huge. And I think you know, women discuss that as they as as they grow up, they mature, and there's not. They don't have that kind of. Um, I, I think secrecy is probably the wrong word, but we just don't we don't know about it. Like I don't know about mm. you. Like, I wasn't uh, beyond sort of basic, you know, what you learn in biology. There wasn't really any, um, you know. There's a lot of things teenage boys go, don't get a girl pregnant, and you, and you go, yeah, great, okay, that's that is a lesson teenage boys should be to be taught. Um, but then they don't tell you. Oh, it's actually it, it can be quite complicated. It, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't tell you any of that. Yeah, no, no. It, uh, yeah. Like, do you know what an ovulation test is? And um, you, have to, you have to put uh, you have to put menstrual cycles into apps and things. And it's uh, it's, it's all, all it's, this stuff. Yeah. Guys, guys just don't know because we don't ask. Um, but one of the things for me, like particularly the first time when when the whole thing happened, I was very very fortunate that. Um, Steve McNeil, who is a very good friend of mine and, and a comedian, he was share, we were sharing a camper van at a comedy festival just before yeah. it happened last oh, time. Oh, yeah, I know Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From McNeil and Pamphlon, go eight bit. Yes. Um, yeah. So Steve uh, and his wife—they've got an absolutely gorgeous, healthy, brilliant uh, daughter, but they have. Um, They've had a. They've suffered a lot of miscarriages, and I'm not telling tales at mm. school here because um, uh, Steve has done a lot of work for the Miscarriage Association. So oh, when 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 they did go uh, Dara Breen's go eight bit, Steve got all of the people who were on the TV show to sign this incredible like gaming computer and auctioned it off for the Miscarriage Association, and he's done he's done a lot of work for them. So I was sharing a, a, a camper van with him at this comedy festival, and he was talking. Him, he and his wife were, were trying again and he said are you trying and I said well we're, we're tentatively at wherever we were at the time however many weeks and he said well I wish you a tentative congratulations um, but because he had been so kind of publicly open and about discussing those things I actually he was somebody who I knew I could talk to when it happened do you know what I mean yeah. so that somebody yeah, yeah, who, yeah, yeah, who, had been, who, who had been through the thing and yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that if he hadn't have been hadn't been just so open about so vocal about, about it, yeah. so vocal about those things. So it was it was it was really um, it was really great to know that there was somebody there who I, who I knew and I was mates with that I could talk to, because 
I have to say, this is not, it's not something that guys talk about. No, not, not ever. Yeah, and I think... Um, you don't think to ask either. You just, you no. just, you, you kind of know you about, you know about getting or trying to have a baby. Yeah. yeah the complication. No, we, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever really talked about it, thinking about it. Now. No. No. So that, that, so that thing about, and I, you know, I'd mentioned this in the show and I was actually talking about it on stage last night. There's a, there are all these, <laughs> there are pregnancy books aimed at men and okay. they are absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> right, apologies. I'm, I'm, I should, look, somebody must like them because they're making them. But I, I got one and had a read of it, and it was just it's just absolutely unbearable. They're all written like um, like nineties copies of FHM. They've oh, got really? this really, they've got this really incongruous like lad banter thing because there's this this horrible thing that men have to deal with where there's this assumption that any serious topic needs to be put to us in banal terms like everything has to be explained as football and pub but don't worry if it's a bit emotional we can break it down to football and pub and that's everything (laughs) from like like i remember like me and my mate were looking for a flat years ago and the estate agent was just talking to us like that because we were lads you know and he kept talking about the budget of the flat and he was like if you think about it it's only a couple of pints of lager in it and i hate that so much yeah and he was like oh you know this you could put a telly on the wall for football and it's like could you just start off and yeah there is that so these books I've, i just thought it was ridiculous because they're all ri- written in this sort of stupid faux laddie <laughs> term as if we're not capable of dealing with like big concepts and i mate i know so it, i i i i had one on my kindle and i uh I, 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 just, I, I brought it up the other day and just had a flip through and I was reading bits of it out to Sarah and she's going, Jesus Christ. And there's that thing of going, there, there is a, like Sarah's got a load of books on pregnancy. Um, so I just read one of those, the, you know, one of the ones aimed at women. Uh, women, and, yeah. Yeah, I just changed fine. words. Did you understand like, it? I did, yeah. I, I changed all the words like you just to her and, oh. and, it, just, and it was fine. And... Um, <laughs> This, I don't know. It's, it just seemed like so stupid that something that's um, incredibly complicated can be very dangerous and whatnot. It's happening to a woman's body. So there's books for women where it's explained in in mature adult ways about what's going on and all that sort of stuff. And then for the guys who, let's face it, I mean, we're very much in a supporting role. <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah, thing. yeah. Our books. That's are, what makes me when, when people say we are pregnant, like mate, I know what you're saying. But you're not, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, like, Wait, yeah maybe it's, that's it's, it. Maybe you sh- yeah. Go on. It's very, imp- it's very important that we share this. Like, yeah, I mean, it is. But you also have to make sure while sharing it, you're not looking to take a, um, uh, you're not looking to take a, a bow here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. After <laughs> yeah. all that, the baby is in her arms, and you take a bow thank you thank you yes it's been very tough we have we yes, but we're here exactly. now thank you for your support you go get fucked sit down <laughs> yeah 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 get hold of maybe that's it dad, mate you need to you need to write a book i'm absolutely not going to write a book on pregnancy <laughs> um but i you your know dad. if a, if a, <laughs> I, th- I think if a um 
it, it would just be good if one was written uh, sensibly as if men perpetuating this notion that men are sort of oafish thick idiots who oh, will will get squeamish at the mention of any emotions or um uh, yeah you know, tampons pra- pra- no buy your own tampons yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting i'm not getting him it's gay to get them yeah all, all of that sort of stuff you go it's mm. not uh there's, there's a lot of that about and um it was just it was really interesting to see it in um in books aimed at expectant fathers because you're like i don't know like if you're weirded out by the word cervix i don't know if you've got the toolkit ready to raise a human being i don't (laughs) (laughs) mate you wait till father's day rolls around and they're going to buy you a card shaped like a pint glass yes that's that's what i see in all the shots well actually my sons are really good i don't they understand me and they don't get that sort of thing but i see it all the time they they get you little black uh, and white pictures of liam gallagher <laughs> That's what I want. It means yes, I've been a good parent if they understand you. Yeah, yeah. It, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's exactly. it's um yeah, it's it, it's an interesting thing in terms of uh yeah, dads have to be communicated to like we're going to flip out about things. I'm sure there's plenty oh, of things I'm going to f- flip out about, but I I don't Of course you are. Yeah. What you're going to have to avoid is trying not to be your own parents. Like, no disrespect to your parents or my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, you know, they didn't get everything right. And as you get into it, you start, you'll be doing something. You go, this doesn't, oh, shit, no, this isn't, oh, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. But you, because you've been led by your parents, you know what I mean? You kind of, you're, like Bill Burr said, you're kind of filtering stuff out, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was good. That was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my, um, my sister, when she had her first kid, that my my dad had to intervene at a certain point because she'd be flipping out, not sure what to do, and she'd call my mum up and say, "What do you do here?" And my mum would say, "You do this, this, and this." And then my sister would go on the internet, and apparently between nineteen eighty and uh, and and twenty seventeen, there had been some further thoughts, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so everything that my mum had told my sister was now wrong, sort of by the book, mm. and so she would ring my mum up and correct everything that my mum had told her, and my dad had to sort of ring her up and going, "Can you stop doing that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, Let her have it. her ways, and yeah, then you just yeah. ignore it and go and do it your way. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it, yeah, it doesn't." It doesn't oh, matter. you're in for a you're in for a fucking treat, mate. <laughs> and I wish you all the best with it. When is it? Do you know when it's due? Yeah, it's due in February. So we've got time to go through the second lockdown. Um, oh yeah. And for most of the venues in the country to close. And uh, brilliant. I've got to go and find. Yeah, I'll probably have to find another job. So I'm thinking teacher. Despite everything that I've said about them, uh, it's the only. <laughs> It's the only option. You'd make it. You'd actually, funnily enough, make a brilliant teacher. No, uh, no yes. fuss, no fuss. And you'd be one of those ones that, if the if the kid had gained your trust and actually you liked that kid, it would be, you it would be monumental, you know, because mm. there'd be loads of kids that think, oh, he's just an angry, angry monster, but there'd be a couple of kids <laughs> thinking, oh, I think he's the best teacher I've ever met. It, it, like, definitely have to earn your earn your your love. <laughs> As I yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I guess so. Although we might be all right. Comedy might come back because, as you were saying earlier, it's really the most important thing. And it's the most important thing. We above are all most things. We are the most <laughs> important people. Now, I can you can you can you can tell that by a lot of the output of comedians worldwide during the lockdown that it's it's been very important it's been very important to stress how important it is yes everybody knows it's important it's not been funny granted but <laughs> have you ever tried to make a laptop laugh <laughs> uh, i did i did once i don't um have you done any zoom gigs like no i'd be very suspicious about anybody who would watch one um we have we've got 85 years of recorded entertainment to get through um yeah no Let's one needs just to watch to, that no one needs to see me fumble around my notes and my also i just thought i thought it was i thought it was very particularly early in lockdown we were all going out comedians musicians and everything and doing 4k screen uh, streaming gigs left right and center absolutely eating up the bandwidth around the place for any key workers that were trying to watch pornography on their um, break. Which... And, then we were, and then we were clapping at night when they were trying to get some kip. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, 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 a night, what an absolute nightmare bunch of people we are. Uh, listen, I'm going to have to go. I've got to go, to, I've got to, go to Blenheim Palace. So this has been lovely. Car park gig, isn't it? It's outdoors. Yeah, it's in the, I think it's in the garden, so it should be fine. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug the, uh, so the, the, the show that we were yeah, talking go on, about, go on. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an album now and it's, so I don't feel particularly grubby about doing this because you can get it on Spotify and wherever your streaming services, you can get it, uh, and Lovely. not, you don't have to pay for it and I don't really get any money for it, but I'd, um, I'd like you to hear it cause it's, uh, it's, I'm very it's proud excellent. of it and I, yeah, I'm very proud of it, and it's obviously if you've been mildly interested by this conversation, uh, you you might like it. So it's on um, GarrettMillerick.com. There's a link there, uh, but yeah, if you just search my name on on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you're streaming through, so you can find it. The album's called Sunflower. Um, Lovely. We won't bother with Twitter. No, there's absolutely no point. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, but like, look, my wife's pregnant. I've got a lot of DIY to do and things. If you tweet me or message me or something. I probably, you know, I'm not going to reply. Um, <laughs> and we'll carry this on next Thursday when I see you for beer. Yes, indeed. I shall. I shall make sure my uric acid levels and my blood are very low, so our beer session if doesn't stop yeah. me being disabled for a few days. <laughs> I'll bring a chair. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> Lovely. Cheers, Garrett. This Cheers, has been Rich. amazing. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, man. Produced by Paul Daniels at pauldaniels.tv. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.